Hello, you're listening to the Mr. Money Jar podcast. Mr. Money Jar here. This episode is taken from an Instagram live and has been uploaded in its entirety. This means that some of what you hear may seem odd in an audio format. For example, there might be references to questions that appeared during the live, plus some audience interaction, and very rarely some swearing or audio mishaps. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Hello all, welcome to episode 45 of the Mr. Money Jar Show, and this evening we're going to be joined by Bola Sol, the author of How to Save It, and I'm super excited to host her on the show this evening, and to find out a bit about her book, why she chose to write it, and um, her creative process as a writer. Much of the content that I create on here um, has come about as a result of books that I've read. And I read her book last week and I absolutely loved it. Um, If you've not uh, read How to Save It, I really do recommend that you pick up a copy and, uh, and learn from her because her financial wisdom really does shine through. She's already sent a request to join the live, so let's get her in. Good evening. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. I always like to like play with the filters, but yeah, this one's normal. (laughs) You can put filters on. You can. You can. All right. Yeah, I don't want to mess about with that before I end up as a cat for the whole life. But (laughs) I'm trying to see how I can. Um. Anyway, the screen. Sorry, I didn't know. I thought it was gonna be a little um, further back. I tested it beforehand. Yeah. I think video sometimes makes it zoom in versus um, the camera. Yeah, yeah, I've, no, I've noticed that. I hope I hope this angle's okay, although the top of my head is cut off. No, it's cool, it's perfect. Um, thank you so much for joining this evening. Thank you. I um, was just uh, raving about your book. I read it um, last week uh, in one two-hour sitting. I really loved it. Um, I know we've only met once, but um, your voice really does come through in the book. It was like you were speaking to me. <laughs> and um, it, because of the size and because of the the format as well, it's a bit like having your own financial coach with you uh, wherever you go. So I would love to find out about your creative process and what aspects of it were intentional and what weren't. But before we do, please do introduce yourself to everyone and, and tell them about what you do. Yeah, my name is Bolasol. I am a finance coach. Um, so I just teach I teach people about money a little bit like you teach people about money. Um, my my main passion and my main target audience is women um because i find that most times we are left out of that conversation of course of course and um yeah i think you i mean you mentioned it in the book that uh you really want to inspire girls and women and i think that you've done a great job in in that regard uh, with the book that you've written so yeah do talk to us about how the book came about um I think when we spoke, you mentioned that you'd been writing it for the best part of uh, of last year. So what's what's that like? Do you, uh, yeah, that, that's not what the process was like. Yeah, I think to start with, it was it was quite difficult because of the pandemic was just starting. So it felt like 
this is becoming a bigger task than I set out. You know, how can I make it relevant but still include the pandemic? Um, so there was a lot of start and stops and I had like different books in mind. That's one thing I'll say, like you can write something, but the, the great thing about having an editor is that they show you, okay, how this is supposed to be joined together, for example. So how most people start with a book is you have a skeleton, right? And you, you want to weave through it. But how I decided to weave through it is the same process of how I would speak to clients about certain things. I really sure. do feel it's important to go through a journey with someone before you decide to start talking about investing, for example. So I said, you know, first you have to start with your mindset, like the things you tell yourself when it comes to money, because you can't just be like going around being like, oh, I'm broke, I'm skin, I'm this, I'm that, or, or mm. saying very definitive sentences. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I'm not knocking our, you know, fellow financial content creators, but I think if you just browse through Instagram, there's quite a lot of content that, and the narrative is sort of like invest, get started today, get started today. And if you're not someone that invests, I do think that that might put a bit of pressure on you to perhaps jump in too early. But if you're in thousands of pounds worth of debt, you know, investing might not necessarily be for you at that point. There are certain steps you want to put in place, be that saving an emergency fund and, and whatnot. And yeah, that narrative really does come through in the book. Um, and another thing that's notable about the book is its size. So it's quite a pocket-sized book. <laughs> yeah. really, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me grab my copy as well. For anyone wondering. Pocket yeah, so it's quite, quite pocket-sized. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Timmy's head sized. <laughs> so you can sort of breeze through it. Was that intentional? Because it does stand out compared to some of the other personal finance books I've read. Yeah, I think a lot of people can feel very... Personal finance and money can be very daunting. So the idea of loading people with so much information, it just doesn't work. And I didn't want that. I wanted people... And I knew a lot of people would have... And this this would be their introduction to money. I yeah. didn't I didn't want to overload them and say, okay, this is what you've got to do and that's what you've got to do. And because then people get overwhelmed and before you know it, they're like, I don't want to deal with this. So yeah. Um someone mortgage mind asked, where can we get a hold of a copy? You can get a copy on Amazon. <laughs> I actually bought mine on Waterstones when you first dropped the announcement. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Then, of course, with everything that was happening, people were like, I still don't have my copy. And yeah, yeah, like, man. But yeah. Cool. Yeah. So on the size of the book, again, I'm really happy that you said that, because um, when people recommend finance books like investing, for example, you know, classic that comes up is like the, the Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. I read it last year. That book is like the longest book in the world. Like in terms of length of books, it goes like the Bible and then the intelligent <laughs> investor. Like it's, it's so long. Yeah, it's literally six, 600 plus pages, but I was just yeah. like, look, we're not going anywhere. So I read it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a really big believer in when it comes to trying to teach people about something, making things as frictionless as possible and almost providing you know, gateway pieces of content that they can then read and then that then leapfrogs them onto the next book and the next book. So I'm really happy that that was an intentional part. Um, and when are you going to write a book? When am I going to write a book? Soon. 
I'm excited. I'm I'm excited, and then maybe we can do a reverse of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just say I'll just say soon because yeah, there's lots of moving parts, and yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, have you always wanted to write a book? Have books been a big part of your um, personal finance journey? Yes. Um, the blog that I started um, quite a few years ago now, I just felt like the more events I was doing, the more people were asking me questions. And now I can just say, look, it's just, it's in this book. Like the answer that you're looking for is in this book. Because um, I get that everyone's personal finance situation is unique to them. But there are so many um, principles in question that people can find. So I just literally said there just needs to be one place where people can find those answers. If they feel stressed about money, this book is for you. If you want to understand budgeting, you want to understand the best way to pay off your debt, this book is for you. Um, Yeah. 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 Without um, obviously spoiling the contents of the book, but the book really does take you through all the steps, all the way from mindset to saving money, to paying off debt, to no, there's focus on on credit scores, um, but I really like that you talk about the importance of the person as well. Like I said in the book review that I posted um, earlier on today, that you talk about like people should enjoy themselves and people should invest in themselves. And Absolutely. when we met last year, we were talking. Um, you you raised the point actually that our generation might be one of the first that prioritizes wellness over um just simply making as much money as physically possible yeah it's funny i think the the goldman sachs report has actually shown that as well i don't know if you saw it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. why do you think that's happening what shift do you think has taken place between the previous generation and ours um i think the shift has come from people wanting more fulfillment in their life more purpose purpose that isn't built around money and that's why in Rich Girl Chronicles, I talk about you, you need to be rich within yourself. I know some people who have a lot of money and they are not happy. Um, mm. I know some people who have very little and, and they're so happy. So it's about finding what makes you happy. You know, give, giving up your time to do something you don't want to do is, is, is just not what we're seeking anymore. And the things have changed so much from the baby boomers generation where houses were... Um, houses were a lot cheaper you know it's gone up by over a thousand percent in in 40 years um so i think because things became more unattainable people's mental health really started to struggle and Mm. you start to think what is this worth you know what does it say about me if i don't for example decide to own a home or what does it say about me if i i i have to take on benefits or you know things like that it says that you're still alive it says that you're still living you know even this pandemic it's been so hard people are still on furlough people are going through it that's why i also get why a lot of people want to get into investing but i think now i i say to people especially even for the next year or two give yourself the grace to figure things out it's it's gonna be tough give yourself the grace because it's been so hard and to be honest i know we're being let out for summer but i truly don't believe it's over yet (laughs) so yeah give literally give yourself that grace don't don't overdo it and um you know you'll get back up so yeah i think you know we've all started to see money doesn't always equal happiness yeah and uh olufemi's just said joy comes from within dissimilar to happiness which is generated from external sources um yeah i um 
another thing I appreciate that you mentioned in the book is you, you, you talk about therapy as well, like budgeting for therapy. I actually saw a therapist for the first time three weeks ago. Um, so happy, so happy to hear that. Yeah, and um, we talked about unconditional self-acceptance and about how you can't put your... Because we're talking about our generation, and yes, we are probably the first generation to prioritize wellness. At the same time, it is so easy for us to compare, so easy for us to... You know, you put a picture up, how many likes has it got? How many followers have I got? Where's this person going on holiday? Um, when's that person getting engaged? And um, yeah, in the, in the session, I spoke with a really um, you know, great counselor and we talked about how you, you can't put your happiness on stuff that's external to you. Like stuff that's external to you is way too um, liable to change. Um, you need to accept yourself up front. So um, yeah, I completely agree with uh, everything you just said. Can I just I even add to that? I've, mm -hmm. I've, I've tried to spend the, 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 better, the last week um, off social media and I felt um, a lot more peace and a lot mm -hmm. more calm um, than constantly being on screen, seeing what people are up to. I definitely do agree and I think about it in my long-term plan that we shouldn't be having this sensory overload of what everyone is doing. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, so it's definitely something we, we need to be cautious of, like our screen time and how much information we're taking in. Mm. And I love what Anu said. Yes, we need more black men open to therapy. We absolutely do. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's like when it comes to mental health, um, well, well, I'll say when it comes to physical health, if you wanted to, say, run a marathon, you'd be able to go online and you'd be able to find proactive steps you can take to uh, improve your physical health. But when it comes to mental health, it's almost as if we wait until things go wrong before we seek interventions. Imagine if you wanted to run a race and you go online and it's just talking about broken ankles and sprained wrists and stuff. So I just see it as like, you know, you don't wait until you've sprained your ankle before you go to the gym. Like, look after yourself up front. Um, agreed. So, uh, yeah, like, when did you realize that you first had to take charge of your finances? I think um, I'm, I'm assuming that you, you underwent some sort of journey as you are um, a financial educator and, and coach. When did that first, when that seed first germinate for you? I think, honestly, it's something that's always been like processing. So for example, a lot of it came from, it's a blessing to have siblings that I can ask questions, right? And feeling like they were the only people I could ask and questioning whether there were people out there who felt they couldn't ask anyone, who felt like a question was too silly. And... I always have such empathy for those people because I'm like, you know, not everybody has someone who can, who can guide them. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's, it's always, it's always, um, been going on. I remember we did first fruits, you know, I don't know if you, um, first fruits, um, for anyone who's listening is when you get your first paycheck and you have to like, you have to share it with your family. So, you know, I've been wondering about money since then when I was younger wondering why is it why is it so important why does it sometimes make my mum upset why does it sometimes make adults upset why does it sometimes make adults happy why do some adults win the lottery and lose their friends um, mm. so it was all these things that made me think what is this issue with money and I always say listen I, I don't want to I don't want to let it like kill me or, or kill any one of us around us I think as well I have to say especially as, as black people 
um, sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves and I think that has a lot to do with westernization um, you know and yeah it's you know yeah <laughs> so I get black excellence but you know I, I see all of us striving but let us not strive to the point where we put our money over our mental health absolutely it's um money's important but um they're, they're, they're all important you know they're, they're all different facets of life that you need to look after yeah but what don't you find it interesting that it seems like a lot of people you say like i don't know physical health mental health money and if it's like i don't know you said it 20 20 20 so like a fifth of each yeah. I, I think if people could they would triple up on money <laughs> yeah um so yeah i get it but um i also get the need for security especially for those of us who haven't potentially come from um, a stable background and if we're first generation here as well yeah um there's a documentary that i, I really um like it's on netflix called happy and they talk about the daniel kahneman study um, the documentary is a few years old now, so adjust for inflation in your mind if you're able to do that. But they say if you earn, I think it's either 50,000 or 75,000 a year, that's enough. That that does your bottom two layers of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm. And then anything above that, you're just paying for more and more expensive stuff without actually getting any additional security or fulfillment. Absolutely. I always say to people, when you get more money, don't upgrade your lifestyle, upgrade your life. So even right now, something I'm really working on is stopping myself from maybe buying certain things, but investing in my health. Um, I've been having some health problems recently and I'm like, now I'm like, right, I really want to make my health a priority. Whereas before it would be like, man, I'd rather get those. I don't know. I'm not really the trainer person, but I'd rather do this with my money. I'd rather do that. Nah, I'll leave it. I'll go on holiday. A little, a little <laughs> bit of sun and I'll be fine. But I'm now saying to myself, look, my health needs to come first. Mental, physical, financial. Yeah. And, and you just said, love that. Upgrade your, your life. Blackprint pod. Preach. Shout out Blackprint pods. Shout I know mean, you've been, yeah. been yeah. on there as well. Um, so yeah, on, on the book, this is the the first financial book and hopefully not the last that has made reference to there's rice at home <laughs> in the noodles. Um, and yeah, as a, as a Yoruba person, as a Nigerian person, I read that stuff and it's like such a treat to see uh, like your culture being incorporated into, incorporated into a book. So did you do that so that people like myself and people um, from the black diaspora community could go, ah, that's me. Or did you also have a uh, mind's eye on people who maybe haven't heard those phrases before and that you're trying to introduce them to the culture as well? Uh, it was a mix of both, but more the former. Like, it, it was like, I wanted people to know, like, where I come from with this book. Do you know what I mean? That was that was key for me. For um, I've never wanted to be the person who becomes a version of myself I don't recognise because of a certain amount of success and stuff yeah. like that yeah yes. and, and that can be that can be tough because at times I think people abuse accessibility accessibility um <laughs> but yeah that that was that was definitely um something I did on purpose to introduce people to the culture as well yeah I loved it and again don't want to spoil the book but like even down to the the names of examples like the names that oh, you use that for people was, that was big for me that was so yeah. big and you know yeah. I'm so grateful to Murky and Penguin that they didn't 
um that there was no issue with that but like yeah. using like femi that's my cousin's name and then yeah. using um or did i use well or or is my friend but no there was a there was an asian name i used in there pakistani name farouk I Sa Sa and sadiq even sadiq, and sadiq made yeah <laughs> yeah that was that was really key for me that um people felt seen yeah. within themselves and it wasn't um you, you know traditional names that we are all aware of i really wanted people to be able to see themselves and say oh my gosh like you know like yeah that's my friend's name or that's my cousin's name and yeah yeah that really did come across and it was yeah it was a real a real joy to to see that in the book um bit of a hmm, how can i how can i phrase this question in so in films for example um or in tv shows you get the main show and then at the end you either get like at the end of a marvel movie maybe you'll get like a brief glimpse of the next book or if it's like friends you might see like the bloopers or something what stuff wasn't included in this book that would be that lots you know of, lo lots of song references that apparently, <laughs> that apparently um, needed clearing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I just said I'm not paying for that. So I just, I just took them all out. Oh, so, you need to, you need to pay. There's certain things that if, if um, I don't know, I'm walking on sunshine comes mm. out, or if, if you know, I, I do Wizkid don't dull, and then Wizkid sees it, like he could maybe try and ask to get some money or something like that. So interesting. I just like, yeah, I'm gonna leave some of the references out. I, I put my Queen Beyonce in there because I don't think she'll come for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, interesting. I yeah, I always wonder what way around it is like whether um, because obviously the book is on shelves and online, like all around the country for people to buy. So, in in a way, it could be argued that it's a promotion for them. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. That's what I felt. But you know, I'm a bit of a human jukebox. I, I love a good karaoke. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, yeah, but yeah, th those things definitely. And I think examples that were a bit too specific, because one of the things about writing a book about money is you have to come out of yourself, because um, you're trying to help people. So you want to make it um, as, as broad as possible while still being yourself, which can be a challenge. Of course, although I think you, uh, you strike the balance beautifully. Um, we've had a question from Sharing Smiles 18. Do you think as a people, um, we are getting better in terms of our money mindset or still too far behind? Um, we're getting better, but we still have a lot of work to do. Um, it, it's incredibly hard to kind of find that balance. Um, I'll be honest, if house prices were the same as they were back in the day for our parents, I think we'd be in a much better position. But I think every time there is resistance on an economic scale, it, it makes us feel like we are kind of having to start again when we didn't want to. So I feel like there is there are more obstacles in our way and we are some of us are really trying. Um, so I wouldn't say we're far behind. We're now looking at things a bit more and saying, no, this isn't a good idea, that isn't. But, you know, in the last in the lot you know we've had two major economic crashes since 2008 so like i yeah. said we have our obstacles but we, we are trying mm. our best yeah the only um kind of positive i can take from it is if, if i look at um some of the financial people that i followed and, and look up to you know like the buffets and the mongers and stuff a lot of their 
prosperity today has stemmed from the fact that they got they were born and got started just after the Great Depression in the United States. Like that's not a coincidence. And so all the tough times and, and problems that we're going through now um, may yield opportunities for us in the future, or at least that's the hope. That's the hope. Um, um, we've got a comment from CTO Priv. Uh, we should prioritize our, our needs, health and health. Absolutely. Um, and then we've spoken about you as a writer, but as a consumer of books, do you have any favorite books or favorite writers who inspires Bola, the author? Okay, so one of my favorite books ever is Things Fall Apart by Chinua Achebe. Book. Um, fantastic book I, rem I, I read it once when I was in um, secondary school but it's always a great reminder that for the human the, the man ego can be their biggest downfall you know and it's just a constant reminder to humble yourself you know I know that we can all set boundaries and things like that but um, it's, it's important that we remain humble and we don't remain too proud in life so that's one of my favorite books um, I'm a fan of like Chimamanda's writing. Um, obviously, I really enjoyed The Intelligent Investor. Um, yeah. I was I was just about I was about to say oh let me get out my phone and check on Audible as well, but um, I realised I'm, I'm on my phone <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a I'm a big time book reader. I feel like it, it. I felt like it's it's slowed down a lot recently, but um, yeah, I do. I read a lot of um, personal development books to which my friends are like, this is how you're going to drive yourself crazy because you don't read books for pleasure. <laughs> so um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a lover of rich dad, poor dad. Um, I yep. know people say there's a lot of fault in it, but I think it is fantastic. It's a fantastic um, just read to get like the basic principles of how to make money work for you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um Sorry, so Sorry, the workers strategy mentor said what was the name of the book it was called things fall apart by chinua Echebe. yeah um just to build upon what you said with rich dad poor dad that was the book that changed everything for me it was like 2016 2017 and i was going on my personal development kind of thing and it's just a great gateway book on all things personal finance um investing and it's aged pretty well i'd say that there are concepts in there that are still relevant and applicable um today so do do give that a read and we've got a thank about, you sorry what about you what books do i like yeah that's a great question <laughs> um i really like so i read like 99 percent non-fiction one percent fiction but the one fiction book that i read and really enjoyed um was a curious incident of the dog in the nighttime mm. um and it's about a 15 year old um uh child with autism and just the way that he sees the world he interprets information very literally and he's like a genius yeah and um like the chapter numbers are prime numbers and it weaves in like lessons about science and maths and the universe and stuff and it's just a really creatively the book is about as much as its structure and the way it's written as it is the story so i really like that i like um, i said what a throwback <laughs> yeah 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 um so that's a great book obviously um yeah your intelligent investors your rich dad poor dads 
um, as well. I'm actually just looking on my bookshelf um, to see what else is there. Ah, and I really, um, I read um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. I recently just finished that. It's good. Yeah, I enjoyed it's it. Really I good. enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed like his his methodology, like his approach to things and also the kind of just one day at a time and even things like the gym that he was saying. So every day um, one guy would, he would put on his trainers, then he would go a little further and he'd go a little further. Then he'd make yeah. it to the gym and he'd drive back. And I think people, people don't respect, respect the small steps as much as we should. Um, it's like, oh, you know, what are the big strides? But I've learned it's it's the little things you do day by day. Like me writing a blog for like five years and then day by day and it's now like someone's like, hey, do you want to write a book? You know, mm. what people, I, not everyone's journey has to be um, as long as that. The point is that it's just like small steps that add up and then like you're getting recognition and stuff like that. But, you know, we have to become more patient as a as a generation. Yeah, yeah. Fundamentally, it's a book about compounding and um but like just through your behaviors so i really enjoyed that and then finally i'd say um the little common sense book of investing by jack bogle so the creator of the index fund and the founder of vanguard he makes a really good case for why investing in index funds um will outperform picking stocks or um going with managed funds with really good use of data and and stuff so uh, so funny i was just at my sister's house and she she works in it and she makes you know a good amount of money for herself and she's yeah. just like i just don't have time for this and i was just like then just fling some money in the s&p 500 because i was just like i don't i don't know what i don't know what else to tell you right now yeah and, um yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah it's a it's, it's it's a great read and um it could it could literally be entitled just fling some money in the S&P 500. <laughs> That's what the book is about. Um, and then Ch Sharing Smile says, um, what's the name of the book? Oh, the Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. Um, the author, I can't remember the author, but it's quite a famous book. It's been turned into a play. So, uh, yeah. And um, final question um, before we come to the rapid fire question. I'm just conscious of time um what's uh what's next if you're able to share um in terms of you as as a writer because i i would love to read more of your work um thank you um i'm gonna say i don't know i'll be honest i've i've spent the last week and i think i'll continue to see and feel about how i feel about a public life versus a private one um so I'll be honest, I don't know. I'm definitely at a crossroads where I'm just, you know, doing a lot of praying and trying to understand my next steps. I would I would love to write um another book on the on the full end of this pandemic, you know? Not I'm sorry to say not this year, maybe maybe something that will come out twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. But one thing yeah. I'll say as well about a book process, it it basically takes two years. If anyone wants to write a book and you want to do the publisher way every time you feel like to be fair actually no is that fair to say my no to be fair I was offered a deal last year January and my book came out this year January so no it was one year but even yeah. getting an agent I had um I I made it a point to get an agent um a year before that so when people say listen it, it can take quite a while it, it absolutely can mm. yeah so 
that's something for people to keep in mind and you really mm. learn patience with that to the point where when people were talking to me um and i was like yeah yeah i've got a book coming out and they were like where's your excitement but you go through the motions of so many stages that sometimes you know you just end up saying it and i'm and i'm super grateful for the process for sure yeah um yeah lots of people may not realize that you know if you don't have an agent sometimes a publisher won't even speak to you you know like so you may have a manuscript and you've got to get an agent and then then you need to shop the manuscript around and, and have it land with someone but um for those of us who, who have the opportunity to, I think it's uh, it's well worth it because um, a good book can change your life, you know? Absolutely, I agree. Um, cool. So just on to the rapid fire questions, just um, a few questions I ask every every guest that comes on the show. So the first is, what is your biggest financial achievement to date? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, biggest financial achievement to date. So I don't know, moving out. <laughs> That's such a tough one. I mean, I'll say, I'll say like moving out and going it alone. As someone who is the, the youngest of, of six children, going it alone. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What one piece of money advice would you have given to yourself 10 years ago? enjoy yourself but just um save a little more like the pandemic's coming you're gonna want your own <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah enjoy yourself save a little more invest in zoom thank me later <laughs> i invested in zoom <laughs> um like pre pre-pandemic no but in between lockdowns <laughs> on, on the way yeah on the way up um, if you were to win the lottery, let's say you were to win £10 million, how would you allocate that money? Um, I would say I would put a fifth into property and real estate, a fifth into um, businesses and venture and being a venture capitalist, um, a fifth into charity and a fifth into my pensions and a fifth into me and my family enjoying um enjoying ourselves a little more just like maybe once a year like a family holiday for example awesome you're the first guest um on the show i think who's mentioned charity oh <laughs> doesn't talk about it enough no um what are your long-term oh just to address something in the chat um Invest in Zoom. How do we do that? That was a joke. That was not financial advice. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, there's trading two one two and free trade, but make sure that you do your background research. There's um, I I Zoom. No, not anymore. Forget forget Zoom for now. <laughs> Zoom has uh, has zoomed. Yes. Um, what uh, are your long term money goals? Um, looking forward over the next 10 years say um to have a couple properties one or two businesses i don't want to be too busy i'd like to be a stay-at-home housewife <laughs> who has businesses and properties i've I've never really had um, i don't mind being able to make money from home but i would like to be a big part of raising my kids awesome 
And uh, lastly, what does success mean to you? It means being content with what you've achieved and not measuring it against the success of the world. That is the quickest way to disappoint yourself. Measure success according to you, not in the way of the world. Yeah, literally nothing to add to that. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you um, so much having me like i'm such a big respecter of what you do honestly so ah. it's, it's been an honor and you are the Thank only you. person who can make me come off my hiatus of social media <laughs> oh thank you so much thank you for, for joining us um yeah like i'm such a big fan of yours really loved reading your book and i can't wait to see what you what you do next before we wrap up the conversation anything you want to plug anyone you want to shout out um, in terms of plug, I'd just say I've um, Rich Girl Chronicles, if you're not a part of it, make sure you join. We help. Um, I help get your money in order from looking at your budget to getting your credit score back to having better savings, reducing your debt. So make sure you look into richgirlchronicles.com. There's a quick join form that will take you to a quick Google form. But yes, if you're a woman and you want to see your money go further and you are ready to be held accountable, make sure you join. Awesome. And on that note, that brings us to the end of episode 45 of the Mr. Money Jar Show. Thank you so much to Bolasol for joining us and uh, sharing her wisdom with us this evening. Thank you to everyone uh, who tuned into the live, made comments, asked questions. You can pick up How to Save It on the Waterstones, Amazon, wherever you get your uh, books from. And uh, we'll be back at the same time next week with another guest. I hope everyone has a lovely rest of week. Thank you so much. Everyone take care. Thank you both. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.